Hello there, everybody. This is Amy Wenslow. I'm just getting this all started. Cool, great webcast is going. If you're on the webcast and you want to just let me you can hear me, that would be awesome. Just type something in the chat window or the Q&A box, and we'll see all of that. And then on the phone lines, wow, we got a lot, lot today. This is awesome. And just so everybody knows, these are a live Q&A call that I do every other Monday. Um, we've we've got pieces of media going on right now. There is a Facebook Live. If you want to have a video to me, you can definitely join us there. Go over to Facebook.com and type products to profits. Um, that'll take you to our company page, and that's where the live stream is right now. And then we also have a webcast, and we have the phone lines. So for someone who hasn't been on these before, let me just explain a little bit of the logistics. Um, these are my way to build community and to add you to your projects. And to communicate what's happening and, and what's trending right now when it concerns products, okay? So there is a ton of new technology, new techniques that are out that are current right now. So we're going to talk a little bit about those today. I'm going to do about 10 or 15 minutes of content probably wrapping up about uh, 11.15 for the new content part. And then I want to take everybody's questions. So it's really important that you ask questions and you, you examine what's working for businesses because it will give you clues to what you can do for yours. And by doing it that way, you don't have to repeat everybody else's mistakes and you can actually leverage what's going really well. Cool? Cool. So with that, um, I – would love to welcome you to today's call, and I just want you to know that, number one, um, these calls would qualify as public disclosure of an invention, potentially. So if you haven't already filed for a patent and you think you're going to, when you ask your question, please hold this special little secret sauce part of it so that um, you still have the opportunity to file for a patent on that. Um, we, we will be opening up the phone questions. I'm going to keep everybody in lecture mode for the moment, and let me just check our what to make sure that everybody there is still able to hear me. Cool. Looks like we're good. Okay. With that, let's dive in. You know, there are some new trends. Um, I'm going to open up the phone lines real quick, and if you're on the Facebook chat, Facebook Live, type in the box um, right there, what are some of the current favorite products you have? Okay. We're going to Use them as examples. I'm going to deconstruct what they're doing. So for everyone on the phone line, I'm going to open it up for a second here. We'll see how crazy it gets. Um, hey, everybody. So phone line folks, um, what are some of the current favorite products you have? Just shout them out. Doorknobs. <laughs> doorknobs. Okay, so we have somebody who has a favorite for doorknobs. Um, I happen to love Apple products. I'm a, I'm a big Apple fan. Um, I love Fitbit. What else do you guys like? What are the products that you see out there that you think are just awesome and killing it? Really? Really, folks? Come on. You've got something favorite to use. Okay, well, I'm going to mute the lights so we get that clean, and I'll just use the ones that I have because there's so many that are really good. We could be looking at Keurig and the, the K-Cups. 
Um, there's a ton. So let's take Fitbit, for example. Okay, Fitbit, wildly successful. Yeah, fitness trackers in general as a category, wildly successful. This phrase on Facebook, here it is. This is, this is my Fitbit Flex. Um, so what Fitbit is doing with their product is something called gamification. And I'll go into some more detail of, about that. Um, they have a really personal voice to some of the alerts and the messages that you get inside their app. Um, they have a very fun kind of approach for things. They're creating a lot of community, um, and they do challenges, so it's very interactive. Some of the other products that we'll use as examples could be Apple, um, another company nail snaps I met them recently love their team uh, dollar shave club another product that's doing some really great things and coolest cooler I'm including them as a as an example because coolest cooler raised about six million dollars on crowdfunding they were massively delayed in their production schedule and they still have raising fans so they're doing some really great things and and we can deconstruct that so so I'm going to just refer to my notes for a second. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's about trends that are being used in all of those products and all of those companies that most of you uh, may not even know about, might not have heard about, or you might not be looking at yet for your product. So I want to kind of bring them out and highlight them, okay? It's really important to pay attention to what's in, in a business landscape. So the first one is you generated content. And most people that are smartphone users have done this. User generated content is a really important phrase. So if you get into marketing of a product, you're going to see this around, okay? So user generated content is um, something like Snapchat posts or Facebook or when you run a contest and you get a bunch of photos of people using the thing, that's user-generated content. Now, the, the best fans, the best companies right now are taking advantage of that by reposting those posts into their own social media streams. So they're watching for certain hashtags. They're watching for their product to show up in photos. For example, um, I was recently asked by Clark's Shoes to do some influencer kind of marketing for them. And so they sent us some shoes, and, and there's a certain hashtag that we are supposed to use when we post about them. So great shoes, loved them, and they are doing generate user content, okay? And then they use that in their social media streams. They're going to be putting that over on their websites and in marketing campaigns, okay? Um, the best brands right now are actually doing a combination of things. When it comes to user-generated content, they're using that almost as testimonials um, to that their thing is really popular, but they're using it alongside professionally shot videos, professionally shot photos. So you'll see like a big, what's called a hero shot on their website, you know, like the product really large, and then underneath that, you'll see more generated content of mentions on Facebook, mentions on social media streams, or they'll have an entire page devoted 
to all of their answers that they have contracts with or any celebrities. That's all generated content, okay? So pay attention to this because you should be using it. It functions much like testimonials, and you can sprinkle it through your website. So it's a great one. Use it alongside professional photos and videos of your product. When you do your photos, also make sure that you are showing multiple views of your product. I'll talk a little bit more about that, too, I'm sure. Second big trend is the influencer marketing. Now, influencer marketing is anything from, like, us being asked to review Clark's shoes to um, Beyonce mentioning a product or carrying a handbag and being mentioned in a magazine with it. Influencer marketing, sometimes it's paid, meaning the person paid a fee to wear their thing or to look at it, and sometimes it's not. Um, influencer marketing also relates to, like, Oscar show gift bags, okay? That's a form of influencer marketing. What the companies that are using the gift bags are hoping is people will love the product that they got in the gift bag so much that the celebrity would mention it or carry it out in public and be photographed. Um, the company is paid to be placed in the gift bags, typically. Not always, by the way. We have a client that had never had to pay for that. Um, so the influence marketing is a big piece of what's happening. And the influencer doesn't have to be a huge personality. They don't have to be known everywhere. They have to be known to a community that the brand wants to penetrate or get into and get connected to. Um, so the other forms of influencer marketing, you can encourage social media posting into various streams, all of them, whichever your target market is in. Um, photo contests and reviews also kind of under this influencer marketing piece because the influencer has the status and the attention of people that will help our brand get connected, okay? Now, this third trend is gamification. Now, this is huge and really important because gamification takes advantage of a piece of human psychology that we like to feel accomplished, we like to achieve something, we like to move forward and make progress. You know, gamification can be used for good, and the classic example is my Fitbit. Um, they create a game called Challenges, right? And they you compete with other people, you know, your family, your friends, people you don't even know, and you cheer each other on. The other form of gamification can be things like progress bars on your website when someone's going through the order process. Um, it's a way of letting people know where they are, kind of a scorecard, if you will. If you have a checkout process on your website that is like a three-step process, meaning someone clicks to buy something, that puts it in the shopping cart, they go over to the shopping cart, and then they have to enter all their information, and then they go to a confirmation page, and then they finally get their order finished, you will increase your sales by adding a progress bar on the top, meaning uh, or letting them know that they're at step one of four. 
even if you say something like that at the top of your page, you'll make more sales. I think the statistic is actually about um, 7% more because of having a progress bar. It's a way to let people know where they are in the process. Gamification, I started studying this really hardcore about four months ago, and it's, um, it's fascinating. If you've ever played a game like Bejeweled on an iPad or an iPhone or, you know, a tablet of any kind, or some other game, you could use Farmville, you can use Angry Birds, any of the ones that have been out in the past or that are current, there are things that happen in the game to keep you excited and engaged and keep you playing longer, right? Like in Bejeweled, it's that, you know, the gems are shiny, sparkly, they make sounds, you know, you get confirmation of like good and awesome and excellent as you progress in the game and you hit levels, right? So this hitting levels keeps you engaged and wanting to move to the next piece. You can actually do this kind of thing inside of your product, depending on what your product is, okay? So you could have different stages. For example, doorknobs. How would you gamify doorknobs, right? You could say um, they get points for installing a certain number of new doorknobs in a location, and then the points give them something. Or you could have some kind of feedback loop where they buy the doorknob, they install the doorknob, they send you a photo, they get a something. That's a way to start to gamify something. Um, gamification is really huge if you have an app associated with your product. Um, it's a way to have people have a feeling of winning, plus it helps with another trend that is really important, and that is called recency. Recency is um, kind of goes to the engagement piece of your product. So our fourth thing is recency. Recency is how recent someone has been back to your website, how recently they've purchased again, when did they consume again, okay? Um, if a product is top of mind, it is more likely to have been a recent purchase or about to be a future purchase. So it's really important to pay attention to recency. Um, you can do this in the social media world with your social media campaigns. Um, and, oh, speaking of that, another idea for a social media campaign, how could you gamify it? You could have something that's a contest that has points associated with it if they watch Video one, and they do something, they get X number of points. Video two, they get X number of points. Video three, they get X number of points if they do the actions, right? That's creating a game for people that allows them to win, but you want to keep it a very concise time frame when you do this because um, you want the effect of bringing them back all the time, bringing them back in. So... Recency is when is the last time someone used or bought your product, and that's because repeat business and top of mind are hand in hand, okay? Um, the fifth one here, these are in no particular order, by the way, is using marketing analytics. Marketing analytics um, are extremely important. If you are using Shopify or Amazon for any online selling, they have really good dashboards. You have to get to know that dashboard of the analytics, like look at how many people 
put something of your product in their shopping cart but then don't buy, right? How can you put something in place that helps them be encouraged to buy? Like a progress bar at the top of the shopping cart. Um, or what web pages on your Shopify site are they going to and where do they leave? Um, if it's your product pages that seem to be the problem, you're going to want to follow what some of the big successful products are doing and have multiple views of your product on your website, okay? So a front view, a side view, make sure dimensions are in place, um, give people multiple ways to look at it, okay? Um, your marketing analytics will show you what web pages are working and what pages need improving. Um, so there's a big trend to growing skill sets, and there's many corporations right now that are taking advantage of this. They are setting aside time in everybody's day for, for them to work on projects that aren't necessarily related directly to what they're doing. So, for example, um, both Google and Amazon have programs where their employees have a percentage of time where they can work on things that are outside their work focus um, or that are new skill sets, and they're developing those, and they're paid during that time to do it. Um, 3M did that for a long time. You know, Post-it notes were actually a mistake. They were a glue that failed. And um, 3M has had a long-standing history of encouraging innovation by getting people to do cross-pollination um, between departments, and they actually have 10% of their work week that they can um, use to pursue creative projects related to their work, but not necessarily part of their work, okay? So developing the skill sets of the people that are around you and your own is extremely important. It's a continuing trend. More and more companies related to products are allowing their employees to do this kind of exploration so that they can develop the next generation of products. Kind of cool, right? Um, so kind of related to that, but not exactly, our next trend is the focus of product lines. Focusing on product lines, um, there's the most important thing for products that are starting up is to focus on a tightly knit group of products for your first launch, okay? Um, do not go too broad, too wide, and get yourself spread out in a bunch of different categories or even a bunch of different products until you've really gotten a focused group and a very focused, concise message for your marketing. Um, let's see. And then this last one is really important as well, and that is um, there's a trend right now to make more and better offers. And by better, I don't mean lower price necessarily. I mean more fitted to the market that you're trying to go after. Wildly successful products do this consistently. They make more offers to people that have already bought. They're tracking them on, on social media with social media pixels in ad campaigns. They're looking at who's coming to their site. They're retargeting to that. And they're also um, looking at what are the offers that get clicks. 
What are the offers that are getting retailers to stand up and take notice? What are the ones that are generating excitement in brick and mortar and in corporations? Um, paying attention to multi-channel marketing. Um, and when I say better offers, they're looking at trends like different pricing, um, different bundles of products, the timing of offers, and also whether or not they should always have the offer available or should it be a limited time. They're very focused on those elements. And so I'd really encourage you to look at that with your own product. With that, I'm going to wrap the content part and go over and see if we've got questions. So if you're in Facebook, type it in uh, the chat window over there. And then if you're on the webcast, do the same. There's a chat window on your webcast page. You can... Uh, let me know there if you want to talk specifically about your product. And then on the phone lines, today you're going to press star 2 to raise your hand. So star 2 will raise your hand and let me know that you've got a question. And it can be even on how these would apply to you. Um, so there's some trends while we're getting questions queued up. I see we've got a bunch of things happening. So the elements that I was talking about, one, user-generated content, okay? Two, influencer marketing. Three, gamification. Four, using marketing analytics effectively. Five, growing skill sets. Um, six, focus on the core product group and concise marketing messages. That's always hand-in-hand. Uh, the next one is more and better offers, more targeted to your market, and more compelling to them, okay? And then using the recency effect. How recently have people been engaged with what you're doing? So uh, let's see. We have a question over on Facebook. So hey, Maurice, nice to see you again. Let's see. Uh, the question is, I have my runway show during New York Fashion Week on Thursday. Awesome. I have a lot of question marks about what to do beyond setting up the show. How would you recommend me getting the most out of the event? Wow, that's a big question. Okay, so runway show during New York Fashion Week on Thursday. I'm going to assume that your show is at a venue that is close to the other Fashion Week events and that you've been able to do some sort of pre-mailing. Um, first off, you might do a limited time uh, sale offer right after the runway show. Um, you should definitely be prepared to take meetings with people, so leave a block of time where you're available and ready and willing to show people the product line and, and guide them through it. Um, also make sure that you have a compelling offer here. Um, New York Fashion Week is a big deal. So I love that you're, you're involved in it. Um, the other pieces would be, um, let's see, your website should be mentioning everything with Fashion Week. I would do a ton of social media around it. Um, have some people that are not you uh, posting a bunch of things in social media. See if you can get comments and compliments on the product. I would use it also to get testimonials. Okay, uh, testimonials, comments, audience reaction shots, because I feel like your website could probably benefit from that. 
um, from having the feel of some engagement with the bags. Okay? And does that help? Type, type something in. Let me know if that was helpful. I know that was fast, but the, uh, the video will be up after this call so you can replay that. Okay? So for everybody on the phone line, press star two. That'll raise your hand and you can ask a question. And let's see how many, oh, we've got people over on the webcast. Awesome. Okay. Um, question from the webcast. Okay. My product is a one-time purchase. How could I encourage them to buy it again. This is something where you're going to need to look at it like, is there a gift that you could do? What's the next product extension that you could put out? Um, and also, how do you leverage those first sales to get increased ones? Um, how do you get to them to become fans, if you will? Um, Coolest Cooler does a great job of this. If you go over, you can look at some of their updates and the comments and things on their Facebook page as well as their website. Um, they did a great job in their Kickstarter campaign, but um, ran into some trouble in their production, uh, were delayed by about a year, and still have raving fans. So use your raving fans, get them engaged with your brand. I would suggest that you look at how Coolest Cooler is doing it. Um, you know, if you have something like Fitbit does where people are actively using an app, um, that can help you too. So if you are a fan of like the Hue lights, Hue lights are controlled, they're a Philips product, they're controlled by an app on an iPhone. So people are constantly going into the app to control the lights. That connects them to these light bulbs that are extremely uh, expensive, very cool light bulbs. I love them. Um, but look at how Coolest Cooler is doing because it's a really public um, place because how many, you know, picnic coolers do you buy? You usually only buy one, maybe two if they're different sizes. So pay attention to, to that. Hopefully that will help you out, Jackie. Um, let's see. Who else? Phone lines. Press star two. That will raise your hand. Y'all are quiet over there today. Um, got it. Maurice, I'm so glad that those comments were helpful to you about the fashion week. Um, make sure that you have follow-up emails as well, all queued up so that you have a connection. And make sure that when you're connecting people, collecting people's business cards, you make a note on the back about what your next actions are and honor those, okay? Um, Okay, webcast, cool, everybody's good there. Phone lines, no questions on the phone lines today. Wow, we've got a whole bunch of people there too. So, um, <laughs> sorry everybody, I just I just dropped the phone. There we go. Um, so with that everyone, I am going to sign off for today. Um, we are right at 1130. It looks like we don't have any more questions. These are really big trends that make a very big difference. So some of the companies I really recommend you look at, uh, Nail Snaps, if you have a recurring purchase, Nail Snaps is a great example. Uh, they're an up-and-coming company. You're going to see them. 
They allow you to turn any photo into nail wraps um, for manicures and put them on and apply them very easily. Uh, Angel's company, she's doing a great job over there. Apple, obviously, pay attention to them. Um, their ads, iconic, but most people's budgets are not anywhere close to the Apple budget. Dollar Shave Club, another one that's doing some really innovative things in marketing. And Coolest Cooler, because of how they handled their Kickstarter, love that one. Um, and then if you want to look at the intersection of gamification and product, Fitbit is a great example, Jawbone, Nike Fuel Band. They all are taking advantage of um, these trends in how do you make something a game? How do you make it more fun for people? And how do you make it more involving and more compelling for them to interact with it longer and better and deeper? Because that's what they're trying to get you to do. So gamification is all about creating engagement, okay? Um, so with that, everyone, that's it for today. You can uh, write some comments, go over to our Facebook page, uh, review the calls there, please. It does help us help more people, um, which is the game that we're in right now. We want to make sure that uh, we attract even more people to these. Right now we have uh, about 650 people on the list because we did a little bit of list hygiene. So we dropped some people that weren't engaged with the calls. Um, so I really want to have a 1,000 people on these by the end of the year. So uh, it would be a great help to me if you could pass the word around if they're of value to you. The next call, I think we will have um, this really awesome guest speaker on, and he'll be talking about the metrics of business and managing cash flow and how you do that. So um, if I can get him, I will. And just uh, glancing down, I see Dina's got a question here. Um, let's see. So what is an example of how to gamify products that are one-time purchase item? Um, this is something where if it's a one-time purchase and then it's going to move on to another family, um, you can do things for a next purchase. Um, you can also look at gamifying the product itself. So I happen to know Dina's product very well, and there is a chance that you could do something like um, having a light that snaps, you know, when, when the two parts join together, a light that connects, if you were going to do any electronics in the future. Um, you can also have a little audio chip that does something um, that kind of lets people know that there's this fun little piece, that they hear that and it, it functions well. Um, so you can have little elements that, you know, maybe there's a little um, squeaker button or a little rattle section to your product. That could be another another place for you to look. So you can gamify the actual product to encourage people to, inter to interact with the product. You can also gamify the marketing of a product, okay? So it could be in something that's more to get people to engage to share the product in the advertising campaign. So you would want to look in those directions. Does that make sense? You can type something in the Facebook if you want. Um, and with that, I think we are done for today. I'm going to say hello to a couple people that are on the, the Facebook. I'm going to 
keep the Facebook going. And um, with that, everyone who's on the phone line, we're, we're a wrap for today. I'll see you again in two weeks. Okay? Bye.